0: Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the Recovery Guy and welcome back. Welcome back to this podcast and welcome to April 2021. Uh, This is Friday's podcast and it is April 2nd and I am so excited to be here. It's also an incredibly special day for me because the love of my life, Laura, today is her birthday. So happy birthday to you, sweetheart. Life would not be nearly as much fun, if fun at all, uh, without you. Uh, tomorrow is another special day, April 3rd, Saturday, because I am officiating a wedding for Chaz and Tess, which are wonderful friends of Laura and mine. And I have the honor of uh, a duly licensed uh, A person to officiate their wedding ceremony, and I've had opportunity to do that in the past, and it's always a joy, especially being a fan of marriage as much as I am. May 27th of this year, Laura and I will have been married 32 years, and uh, you know, out of my 35 years of personal recovery, or going on 35 years. Uh, certainly at the time of our anniversary, Laura and I will have been together and married 32 of those years. And what a great blessing that is. And, you know, and that's what recovery brings, right? Recovery, not necessarily marriage to everyone, but a way of living that allows us to, to be the person that we always wanted to be and yet alcohol, drugs, and other types of behavior, we're just getting in our way. And so we're so glad that you're here. If you're new or relatively new to our to our podcast, uh, you know, we talk about recovery. We talk about wellness. We talk about the despair that you and I feel on our way to recovery. And if we are fortunate enough to be here, we have an opportunity to become well, and dare I say, weller than the well. We can recover from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. Uh, We can have permanent recovery as it teaches me in my recovery material. So if you're coming from... uh, Sex Anonymous from SA, and and you're a lustaholic, or or a compulsive overeater, and you're coming from OA, or gambling in GA, and NA, and AA, and you name it if there's a recovery out there celebrate recovery i love what they do lds recovery of course living in salt lake city great exposure to that group of people as well you know uh, the catholic group uh, the church they have great recovery within the muslim community the the um, uh Judaism, you name it, there's Recovery of Word, the Buddhist Network. Anything that you believe or your approach to, your level of spirituality, you can find. And I hope that you do. And if you find us along the way, then thank you for listening thank you for sharing thank you for being a part of what we do here at recovery recovery guy Uh, again my name is robert and i'm so empowered and excited to to be a part of your life and i hope you decide to be a part of our recovery mission as well and once again if you're new or relatively new we have a motto here and it's from broken to whole we all come. I was talking to my friend uh, Charlie from the Way Out podcast. And if you don't listen to the Way Out podcast, go check it out. Charlie's a great guy. He's got a great story. You'll love where he's coming from and his personal commitment to his personal recovery that Charlie can be of greater value to others. The same with Corey uh, uh, at uh 217 Recovery, the same thing. I was on his show last week and we had a great time talking about recovery. And there's so many people committed out there. So if you're real serious about becoming well, if you're real serious about getting off that that rat-based roller coaster where we seem to be working so hard and getting so tired, but we're not only getting nowhere, but we're following steps back and steps back until we no longer understand where we are. The remedy to that. Here's the remedy. Are you ready? Don't bother writing it down. Jonathan think we'll make sure that these notes are posted. Here's the remedy. The remedy is our topic for today. It is a firm foundation. Pretty simple, isn't it? I'm so fortunate that my sponsor, after I came back from my relapse, and and, and Max B was my sponsor at the time, and Max had to move away, and so then Jack became my sponsor, uh Jack succumbed to cancer a little bit more than two years ago and to this day I miss Jack because Jack was my sponsor um, almost my entire sobriety certainly you know 33 years almost 33 years of my personal recovery. Jack played an uh, a significant role in, Who I am today and what I learned uh, along the way, and now of course Slow Will, 41 years personal recovery. He is my uh, my go-to guy, and I try to contact Slow Will, uh, you know, at least every week, week week and a half, just sort of touch base, make sure I'm grounded. So, uh, and I want to share that with you because no matter where you're at in this program, whether you're new or relatively new, I would never, I would never suggest that you do something in your recovery that I'm not actively doing in mine. I might do it to a different level or a different degree or from a different perspective, but I'm still doing the things at day 12,757, right? 12,757 consecutive days of making the decision not to die and yet to live. And I'm still doing the same thing that Jack and others taught me when I first came into the program, right? That I work the plan. I understand what the plan is. And then I work the plan. It's laying that firm foundation. So again, whether you're new or relatively new, whether regardless of what 12-step program or what path of recovery you're taking, there's more similarities than there are differences between you and me. One of the the most wonderful things about the similarities is about what we do as a person committed to personal recovery, and that is working with others along the way. I have uh, one of my coaching uh, clients, uh, he and I were discussing the other day and today, He has uh, 206 days of sobriety of recovery in his particular arena of of concern and recovery. And he is already helping other people along the way. Why? Because he has 206 days today. And there's going to be a person who's going to come into one of his Zoom meetings because that's what so many people are doing. And they're going to be afraid. They're going to be in day one. They're going to be day two. They're going to be day seven. And he has 206 days in a row. My friend Nick Kay the other day was celebrating uh, six months of personal recovery. Uh... Chaz and Tess have have a few years of recovery each along the way. My friend Wendy has over four years, the same with Angela. Uh, I know so many people, uh, you know, in my conversation with Charlie, Charlie's got seven years of personal recovery. You know, everywhere along the way, we meet individuals who are doing the same thing. They have laid a foundation for themselves and their personal recovery that allows them to work with others along the way. One of the most important things I could ever convey to you is the topic of today, is the importance of a firm foundation. If one is to build anything, a foundation is required. And and that's just the way it is. It has been said that if the foundations are destroyed. What what can a person do? If there is no foundation. That usually means. And, and it has been destroyed. That usually means that there's nothing to build upon. That everything above it. Will, will no longer be built. Because there is no foundation. You know. I was watching a show that uh, was based in New Orleans, and if you know anything about New Orleans and the levee system and what was so devastating about Katrina when that blew through there is the foundation. Did you know, have you ever seen so many Houses and, and, and uh, uh, even, even the, the bridge going over Lake Pontchartrain, right? The Swamp Freeway is built on stilts uh, because the foundation, the water level is so high. And if you look at homes in the French Quarter or New Orleans proper or Metairie, anywhere around there, you'll see houses built up. Uh, and if you go to the cemetery, you'll see... You won't see graves six feet on the ground because you would be in water at that point. There's a real challenge with the foundation there. One of the reasons that the levees are built, if the levees weren't there, New Orleans would be essentially underwater, even without the Mississippi rising because of, because of rain. So that's how important if you don't have a foundation, that you can rely on a foundation that can stand the weight of something built upon it you will not be successful in your recovery and not only do you have to have a firm foundation but that firmness indicates its singleness of purpose it has to be like minded there can't be conflict you know one of the things Stephen Covey. And if you don't know much about Mr. Covey, first of all, he's passed away. And, and, and thank God he left such a, a heritage, such such great resources behind with all of his writings between seven habits and principle-centered leadership and, and first things first and an inside-out approach to change and quality. All the things that he left behind for you and me along the way. You know, he talked about alignment and how everything needs to be in agreement. Consider your your automobile, your truck, your car, what have you. Do you know it's not only not recommended, but it's very dangerous to have different tires with different treads on your vehicle. It's It's not only... It doesn't make any sense in terms of efficiency goes and, and cost goes, but it's also dangerous. If you have a different size tire on the left front or the right rear and it's, and it's got a different rating and a different ply and a different manufacturer, the likelihood is not going to wear evenly. Not only that, when you go to brake in different types of weather, it will not grip equally. It's one of the reasons that when you go to get your oil changed, they're going to rotate your tires because they want to make sure that they can keep things even to not only allow your tires to last longer, but wear more evenly, which allows it to be safe. So everything needs to be in alignment. Like when I take my inventory, uh, I'm looking at the emotional, the mental, the spiritual, and the physical. I'm looking for uh, equality there. I'm looking for balance there. Because without that, my foundation will be disrupted. You know, going off with of the Gandhi quote, just to paraphrase that quote, as you know I refer to a lot, where Gandhi talks about life being an indivisible whole. You can't separate it. And because of that, there it must lack internal conflict. Because until I resolve that internal conflict, it will affect, it won't allow my foundation to be firm. Does that make sense to you? It won't allow my foundation to be firm as long as there is conflict. Again, A house divided against itself can't stand. If the foundation is destroyed, what can I do as a person? I will be left alone to sort of wallow and and go any which way in the wind. Building a firm foundation is really required to establish personal recovery. I hope you agree with that. I hope you have found that to be true you know, in your life, you know, in the conversation that I had with Charlie on the uh, The Way Out podcast, you know, he came into the program of recovery. What, uh, 28 years after me, you know, my friend Scotty B, who just celebrated uh, 14 years of personal recovery, I'd been in the program 21 years by the time Scotty got here. Uh, by the way, if you ever want to learn more about Scott Brickner, go check out Welcome Home Sober Living out of uh, Southern California. Just an incredible reunification program for women and children. it's amazing the work that they do to restore family unity and build and bring that gap and take what was broken and and help it become whole again. Uh, so, uh, the great thing about them and, and the same with, uh, with one of my one of my uh, coaching clients, or the same with Nick, you know the the foundation I built back in 1986 is still the foundation that is recommended that they build today for their own personal recovery. And that's one of the great things about recovery uh, at large is we're still building the same foundation the same way. We're still cleaning house. We're still trusting God, or God as you understand God, and we're still working with others. The the things we're doing, the steps of recovery, and again, whether whether you are taking a twelve step recovery, uh, a which which invokes God, whether you're taking recovery through the Buddhist network or Celebrate Recovery, which is more specific with regard to God and Christ. Or, or Allah through through a Muslim faith, right? Or, or, or God of the Old Testament, uh, if you are of Jewish persuasion, it really doesn't matter, right? What matters is you stick to the foundation that each one of those approaches directs you to. Because if, if we try to skip, uh, we run the risk of having it crumble and fall, you know. I uh, I was talking to a concrete guy uh, to do some work in my yard and getting a price from them. And and I said, well, you know, what do you think about this area that I that I want to lay some concrete in? Can you do it? First of all, what's your schedule look like? All those basic things. And uh, and what's your price point? And so he gave me a price, and it was a little bit higher than than I expected. Again, I I don't know much about concrete. Uh, certainly, don't know how it's priced. I don't know market value right now. I know things do cost more because of manufacturing and the whole COVID uh, uh, manufacturing and distribution and 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 things that uh, cost a certain amount now cost more because they're in higher demand because manufacturing manufacturers aren't producing product like they did pre-COVID. So he gave me his price. I said, gosh, you know, I I said I'm sure it's worth it." Uh, but can you do a little bit better? And he said, well, here's what I can do. And he talked about the type of cement and gravel he would use, almost like a quick set. I think it was something like that. He said, well, you know, I won't bring a truck in, but maybe I can, because it's not a big area, like it was a seven by seven, um, just 49 square feet. And and, uh, he said, well, it's a small enough job Maybe I can get uh, an on-site mixer and I can use some bags of cement. Uh, it won't be as good, you know, but it may do the job for you. And, and I asked him, I said, well, I, I explain to me what's going on. And he said, well, the difference between the concrete I would use if I did it this one way for the least expensive way compared to the other It it doesn't have the density. And he talked about some things that I don't really understand. But basically, he was saying it won't have that good of a foundation. That's what he was telling me. He said, I can give it to you for less. It won't cost you as much. But you may not have the foundation that is going to serve you in the long run. And I thought, well, man, isn't that recovery? You know. Again, if the foundations are destroyed, what what can we do? In other words, if the foundations are weakened, how long can we expect it to last? And I really think that is why in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, uh, it says, we beg of you to be fearless and thorough from the very start. In other words, build that foundation. Really, really dig deep. And I was actually talking to uh, one of my clients today, and we were chatting. And I said, you know, when you go into building, when a lot of times, if you look at areas, if you uh, if you look at like the super cleanup, have you ever heard of those? They're like super cleanup sites or something like that. I'm not sure of all the terminology, but but if there's been any gas or oil or other types of uh, chemical factories or anything and they want to build something new on it they had they go in and they take a soil sample and then they have to clear a certain amount of soil because it's been contaminated right so they got to come in and they got to go down to that amount they got to clear all of that out and then they have to do another soil test and maybe maybe if you're out there and you know more about this, you can fill in the blanks, but they do another soil test and they test the soil to see now if it's ready to create a firm or a clean or a uh, chemical-free foundation. And at that point, they can build. That's one of the reasons in 12-step recovery in any monotheistic religion or even, even other types of of uh, spiritual approaches, again, not religion, but spiritual approaches to recovery, they'll always tell you to clear away that old junk. You know, the old things passed away, behold, all things become new. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us, right? Because we need to get down clear and clean, again, going back to the Gandhi quote, so there is no internal conflict. Does that make sense? I, I, I really hope it does. So what is a foundation? So a foundation, defined again, dictionary.com, my good friends, a foundation is the basis basis or groundwork of anything. The basis or groundwork of anything. And in, in, in this case, our recovery, our life moving forward. It is the basis. It is the groundwork. It is something we need to do first. The groundwork, not just the work, because the work doesn't necessarily imply what level it is on. But obviously, the groundwork means where it all starts. It's the groundwork of anything. Also, It's the natural or prepared ground or base on which some structure rests. What is that structure? That structure is my recovery. That structure is my sobriety. That structure is my freedom. That that structure is my wisdom, my understanding, my new way of living, right? That is the structure that I want to build on the base or the prepared ground and going back to that super cleanup you know the super sites that is prepared that's what would be considered prepared ground it was prepared it was cleaned it was it was bladed for all of the bad soil to be way it was prepared to build something on it and that's what we do in recovery that is exactly what we do in all ways of living, to come to an understanding, to, to, to clear away everything that would be in the way, to either start from scratch or build upon. And sometimes in our recovery, as you know, as we go into other dimensions and other domains, even if you look at like Maslow's uh, hierarchy, right? And and we, we build upon where we get to self-actualization, right? We're building layers based on honesty and commitment and self-awareness. And that's the same thing we do in personal recovery. We're starting out. We're looking at the land. We're seeing what needs to be cleared. We're seeing what we can use. We're seeing what can be salvaged. But we're taking a really good survey. We, we have to see if it's, if it's naturally ready to go or if we have to prepare it. And so much that's what we do in recovery. That's why, like we have this step one where we're really committed to building and then we move forward from there. Why do we do this? Why do we go to such painstaking measures to have a foundation to build upon. Well, again, we do it for others. One of the greatest principles I have ever learned and understanding is that I am my brother's keeper. Again, brother's a generic term like mankind. It means everyone. I am the keeper of every living person on the planet. I am fellow man's keeper. I am my brother's keeper. I am responsible. You know, some people don't want to be responsible for others. But you know what? We are. We really are, whether you agree with it or not. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm responsible that you stay well. That's, That's you. That's for you to own. That's for you to do the things, but I'm responsible to have a reputation. That's why I invite you, you know, whether you're, you find me on recovery underscore guy or the recovery guy on Facebook or my website or my podcast, what have you, my blogs. I need you to take my inventory. I need you to know who I am. I need you to call me out if I need to be called out. But I need you to do that because I want to be my brother's keeper. I want to be an example, whether we ever communicate or not, doesn't mean I'm not an example to you. So often, like uh, my friend Jason, who is uh, associate of Charlie with the Way Out podcast, and we were exchanging some messages. He said, man, I want you to know what a big fan I am of yours. And I love your recovery. And I love this, that. And I'm not telling you because he cares for me. I'm telling you, I didn't know. I didn't know that Jason felt this way. I knew who Jason was, very involved in the recovery community. And there's other people like that as well. You know, and these are people who came after me. I am their keeper. I truly am. I have a um, uh, recovery guy focus group on Instagram and I'm accountable to them. And and some are in Al-Anon, some ought to be. (laughs) Some are in various levels of recovery, different AA groups, different recovery groups, not all alcoholic, not all drug addict. Uh, A lot of us have, uh, uh, you know, we're uh, co-addicted uh and polyaddicted for many of us you know some are they're, they're all across the country they're in Canada they're you know in uh, South Africa they're in Ireland and, and they're part of this group and 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 I have them in my group because I want to be accountable to them just to make sure my foundation is secure you know and and do they call me out well I hope they do and I think they do um But I want to be that firm foundation because I am their keeper. Like it or not, as a member of the recovery community, I represent to them a way out. I represent to them a path. I represent to them a person who for the last 35 years has built a foundation that I can build permanent recovery on. And I do believe in permanent recovery. And if you have a problem with that, then go take it up with the big book of alcoholics anonymous right and i don't say that arrogantly but that's not my argument that's your argument i believe we do recover i believe once we lay this firm foundation it opens up it gives me as it says the keys to the kingdom don't you want that how long do we have to live in bondage as the eagles would say something like and i and i and i have the key right I I had the key that unlocks the door and it even talks about that in step 3 the key of willingness and when I insert the key the door opens really of itself don't you want that freedom Don't you want to be able to say I have laid a firm foundation and every day I'm going to build upon that. It's not going to be inconsistent. It is going to be void of conflict. And when I see conflict come, I will recognize the conflict. I will move the conflict out of the way. So I'm not divided against myself. What a way to live. And I hope you live that way as well. Please, please, please follow me on Twitter. At recovery recovery guy 1986 at recovery guy 1986 go to the dot or recovery org subscribe listen share go to your favorite podcast channel find the recovery guy podcast follow me on recovery underscore guy on instagram go to patreon.com forward slash recovery guy and continue to donate. So we can have 12 and 12s to send out, big books to send out. We can continue to run the promotion like we did in March. And oh, by the way, be listening next Tuesday, April 6th, to find out if you won for the March promotion, right? We're giving away two Yeti or or one Yeti, 32-ounce Tumblr is the fourth prize. Uh, Third prize is a $50 Visa gift card. Uh, The top two prizes are an eight-inch Fire Amazon tablet. Don't miss out on that. All you have to do is uh, go uh, and follow me on Twitter and then like or share the nine podcasts that we had in March. And I think you can sneak in under the gun and still qualify, right? Once, Once Tuesday the 6th comes, uh, and the winner's announced, then you'll have to wait for May's uh, promotion. But check it out. Share it with a friend. Let us know what we can do to assist you along this journey. We got sick apart, but we can get well together. And as always, my name is Robert. I am the Recovery Guy.